Rick Smith hosts the Rick Smith Show uh, coming up here weeknights at 8 to 10 o'clock right here on AM 950. Always speaking out for the working working class and the working man. He's kind enough today to join us to talk about a few things with labor, but primarily the writer strike that's going on right now. Hey, Rick, how are you? Hey, Matt, how are we feeling, buddy? I'm doing all right. When you talk about workers' rights and stuff like this, one of the things that's really nice is I, I, as I went through all my problems there, there were so many great workers in the unions and stuff like that. Thank God for them. They got me through it. No, no, I, I'm, I'm happy for you. I've been following. I'm glad you're feeling better, brother. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, the, the writer's strike, as I was, I was mentioning at the end of last hour, one of the things I think it's interesting is that the writers are generally a union that doesn't get – a lot of you know recognition here in the Midwest or where we're at because there's not a lot of writers here. It's more of a West Coast, East Coast sort of thing. But I mean, once again, it's these guys are these guys are notorious of how much they get uh, they get uh, beat up as far as uh, you know the amount of work they have to do and the least amount of pay that they get for the product that they do produce. No, this is an incredibly important strike for for every working person because one of the key things that they are fighting is is the future of their industry. Uh, AI is going to eat their lunch, and, and I think I think everyone knows that AI is coming for all of us. Automation, you know, me as a truck driver, you know, I've been talking about for at least ten years, uh, driverless trucks and what that's going to mean. So for me, this is this is a group of workers saying, "Look, uh, you're not going to make us useless. You're not going to shun us to the side, and we're going to we're going to hold on to our craft." Uh, now, outside of the fact that you know, look. You know they've been they've been screwed over for the last fifteen years uh, as streaming has come more online and and where they used to make their money in residuals and reruns that's going by the wayside. Uh, the fact of the matter is is these folks are struggling to make ends meet. The industries are making huge amounts of money and they're demanding a share of it as well as holding on to their their craft. You you brought up AI and if I can touch on that really quick cuz I know the Biden administration is wanting to work on some policies in regarding AI here. It, you know, for me it, it's kind of hard to wrap my head around because, you know, AI was kind of one of those things where sure it might give me a little bit of a challenge on a chess game on a computer, but now it's it, I was reading this article about how hard it is for universities to be able to determine when someone turns in a paper if it was even written by them or was just written by a bot. And it's, it's artificial intelligence really does seem to be – there's a lot of people that are pushing it as far as they can without even thinking about the consequences of what they're actually doing. And this is where, you know, this is, there's, there's bipartisan support on this. Uh, Tucker Carlson. I'm going to bring up Tucker. Uh-oh. Tucker Carlson <laughs> is like, you know, we should not allow automated vehicles on the road. Uh, the, the number one job for high school-educated men is truck driving. If you make those jobs obsolete, if you take those away, we've got economic chaos. And the same thing across industries. AI is going to, you know, doctors, lawyers, uh, you, you, newspaper writers, you know, screen actor writers, all of this can be done with, these, with this new technology. And it's like the sad reality is we're going through another industrial revolution kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You, you think back to, you know, the, the advent of the steam engine when, you know, we had everyone was, was living on farms and had an agrarian economy, and, and the steam engine came and, and, and changed a lot of that, put people into textile mills and, 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 you know, coal mines and all this stuff. And, you know, workers took it on the chin. Mm-hmm. You know, they had, they had been able to make it out a living, you know, farming and, and doing things by hand. And mechanization just 
just screwed the working class. And you go you know, 100 years later, you know, Henry Ford and the, and the assembly line made things even worse. Granted, you know, the very wealthy did very well, but it was working people who got screwed. And in every one of these technological advancements, industrial revolutions, whatever you want to call it, it's working people who get screwed. So I look at this writer's guilt strike as them saying, look, we're going to we're going to we're going to save ourselves as much as we can. We're going to save our industry and we're going to fight back against what what's coming. It's when you bring that up, I always remember my dad. My dad worked for a company called Dayval, a medical company out in Rhode Island when I was a kid. And he was there in the late 70s, early 80s when the first computers rolled in. And he had one of those jobs that just disappeared overnight, the regional senior vice president for sales in the upper Midwest division, that sort of thing. And all those jobs got wiped out almost overnight because computers kind of streamlined. The the, the I think the difference between then and now is that they did repurpose a lot of the workers into the computer sector and, you know, data entry, stuff like that. And so there were other jobs that came available. I don't see how AI develops new, you know, job opportunities. Do you? I mean, is, has anyone talked to, done an analysis of what it actually could develop as far as replacement jobs? And that's the problem. We don't have any idea of what the future is going to look like. We've unleashed this. Uh, this this invasive technology into all of our lives. And look, it's going to make some of our lives better. It's going to make some things easier. Um, but for the most part, the, the destruction and the disruption, I don't know is worth it. Look, I'm not a Luddite. <laughs> um, I don't say we need to smash the machines, but there, there's got to be some some dulling of the edges. There's got to be some legislation. And, and look, I've been talking about this for over a decade now. You know, the, the reality is, is uh, we're losing jobs right now. It's not. We're not talking about the future. We're not talking about hey, you know, ten years from. We're talking about right now. People are losing jobs, and Congress is still mired in, you know, fighting over who goes to what bathroom. Uh, we're not in any position right now to to take this on. Which I think there has to be a moratorium. There has to be a ban. There has to be something. If you can do it, if it's if it's not even too late now, because mm-hmm. I think the genie's out of the bottle. I think we're we're seriously screwed. Um, and like, look, this writer strike. There's a part of this now. I do think, as I said ten years ago, Congress needs to needs to tax the hell out of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I said, look, I'm not against you know a truck driver losing his job uh, as long as you're going to make that driver whole. Uh, there should be a technology tax that makes that person whole, and they get paid their salary until retirement. And you can phase them out that way if you have to. But it's not going to be oh, tomorrow you're out of a job, go look for something else. And the very wealthy get the pocket more. There's got to be a transition. There's got to be some way to ensure that working people don't get, don't take it on the chin again. Well, and it's not just the, the workers who are upset about this. There are a lot of very smart, intelligent computer people and theoreticists who basically have come on out and said that unless we put some rules in place, we are going to start going downhill and fast and as you said, it's like okay, a lot of people are saying, isn't it great we're going to have automated trucks? Well, yeah, but these things still hit a lot of people and drive into people's yards and stuff. They're not exactly honed. And I get the idea of rushing forward with technology. But if you're doing that at the expense of the worker, about safety, and or, or about unforeseen, I guess, Terminator-esque consequences that could possibly unroll by basically letting machines go on their own, I, I just don't understand. I, I think that this is clearly something that in mean, the writers, it's, it's funny that we're talking about this with the writer's strike, but it really is kind of the tip of the iceberg. It's creative, creativity getting sidelined just for convenience. 
Yeah, and and you know what kind of a homogenous society do we do we then become when it's you know the, this AI bot who's who's creating this stuff? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm concerned what the future looks like, and I'm concerned about about people's future. And this is the, the thing that's really frustrating to me, Matt. And we. Is, is how easily we in the working class have been pitted against each other. Right now, you know, the old Jay Gould quote, or it's attributed to him, I could pay half the working class to murder the other half. We're in this right now. You've got red hat, blue hat, Dem, Republican. You got you, We're split up into our camps, not even fighting what the real fight is. This is the real fight. Uh, this AI is going to come and, and eat all of our lunches. And while we're, while we're beating each other up, while we're literally at each other's throats, uh, we're, not, we're not seeing the, the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is, uh, I don't know what the future of the, co- the economy is going to be for working people. And look, rich people as well. We have folks on from the Patriotic Millionaires every week who tell the story, look, we don't want to be like some of those countries where we've got to have armed guards around us at all times and worrying about if our head's going to be on a platter when the pitchforks come out. This is where Congress has to act. They ha- there has to be some leadership. There has to be some, some, some way to work together. And I, I fear we're not that country anymore. Looking specifically, and by the way, Rick Smith joining us, the Rick Smith Show, 8 to 10 o'clock, weeknights right here on AM 950. The, um, the, looking at the writer strike particularly, the, when, you know, when, do you have any idea? I mean, right now, we were talking about this before we got, you got on the air. It's like, how long can they go? I imagine they've already got a good chunk of next fall shows if they're debuting them written. I mean, right now, the late night shows, the live shows, they're off the air for the time being. But how much, do you have any idea how much content is already stored up so that like Netflix and Prime and all these streaming services and all the networks, they're actually good for the time being? I'm sure that they've got a lot of, of garbage in the can. Yeah. Uh, stuff that they didn't use uh, that's, you know, sitting on the, on the cutting room floor that, hey, we could throw something together. Um, look, uh, my mindset is always this is going to be the workers are going to have to stay out one day longer and, and, and survive as long as they have to. I know, uh, was it uh, Seth Meyers and uh, is it Jimmy Kimmel, I think? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is. Both of them have said that they're going to pay their uh, partial wages and health care to their, to their writers through September. Uh, so that's going to be helpful. So they're even looking like this, this could be a while. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think it's going to be just because of the way that, you know, they, they turn over product quick, but still they've got, we're pretty much at the end of the one season right now. We've got summer and they've already got their reality shows. And I don't know how much writing is even on any of those things, but it'll be interesting. You know, it'll be interesting to see where they go from that. Um, Obviously, uh, I wanted to mention one other thing, if I could, with for you, because it's, it's going on. Right, the big fight here in Minnesota right now is paid sick leave is looking like it's finally going to get passed. The, the Democrats, the DFL in Minnesota is delivering, and they have done a lot of great things since taking over the majority. Now they are tackling this and trying to make this happen. Uh, you know, it, this is something that pretty much every union, I have yet to see any union that's been against the idea of paid sick leave as, as an option for the, the, the citizens of a state. No, and again, this is where uh, labor can flex its muscle and, and say, look, you know, we, uh, we, we, de- we in our contracts demand paid sick time. It should be something that all working people have the ability to get. This is where, you know, I got to tell you, if I have one knock against the Biden administration, it's they missed an opportunity with the, when there was the, the threat of the rail strike. Yeah. I thought that they could have come out and said, look, um, every working person should have sick days, and we're going we're gonna to make a movement 
uh, to, to demand that working people have the ability when they're sick to take a day off, when their children are sick, to be able to go and spend time with them, p- pick them up from school, you know, whatever. Time to be able to heal and time to be able to recuperate and not have to worry about going broke. To me, there was an opportunity there that, that I, I think sadly went by the wayside. And all that ended up happening is people attacked the administration for not getting the 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 railroad workers, the, the sick time that they needed. Uh, and I understand it's still in the, in the works and there's still you know, legislation moving, but I thought this could have been a call to action. This could have been one of those things where Democrats came out and said, look, this is who we are and we're going forward, even if it doesn't pass. Uh, and I look at what Minnesota's doing. Good on you guys. I look at what Michigan's doing. Democrats, pay attention to those two places mm-hmm. uh, because that's what you do when you, when you get a little bit of power. You use it to make working people's lives better. Yeah, you know, it is funny. I was I, I was here, I was doing a radio show back when they put up the anti-gay marriage amendment on the ballot and it lost badly. I think this is 2012. And the first thing I had, I had to basically get on the air every day and tell the Democrats, well, you clearly know what you need to do now, right? Make gay marriage legal. And it was almost, it took like a month, but they finally like, oh yeah, the majority is on our side. You look at paid sick leave, it's 85% think people should be able to take paid time off if they're sick 85 percent i am it's it, it is amazing to me the lack of cohesive messaging when you have that much that much um people on one side it, it's different than like gun control where you know most people the same kind of numbers that want to have common sense gun regulations i think we all see that the republicans are basically just stopping and saying we're not going to do anything this case i i think that there's once again missed opportunities because the vast majority of people feel as if the workers should have this regardless if they're union or non-union see now i have evolved on on the issue of 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 you know pushing for states to do this kind of stuff i i'm a, I'm a union guy through and through i believe this is stuff we sit down at the bargaining table and we negotiate for it's part of being a union member because i've always had sick days i've always had paid personal time i've always had vacation i've been very fortunate in the fact that i've always had a union job and one of the arguments that i made when i was doing organizing is look uh, paid sick time paid personal time vacations this is all it's all important stuff this is what being a union member is but sadly, as union density continues to fall, we're down about 6.6% in the private sector. This is where maybe the might of, what's, of the labor movement is pushing for laws to ensure everyone gets them. Uh, and and you know, maybe, you know, maybe we, we, we bring people back around. Uh, but you know, I'd always been against the idea of, of using a whole lot of, you know, of might to push for minimum wage laws and, and that simply because this is how we make uh, this is how unions make lives better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I've, I've come around over the last several years to where, you know, legislatively we've got to, we've got to push for this stuff. Well, and I find it interesting too that you you get the Republican response is to basically create outs to where that a a company cannot can opt to not give paid sick time off and cannot do this. And I always say to myself, the the reason they're doing that is because not so much in the metro areas, but you get out into these small towns and you know as well as I do, you get out there and there's all of a sudden tremendous pressure to not give people this because the rest of the businesses don't. And so all of a sudden you offer your your people paid sick time and all of a sudden you're getting a knock on your door from the rest of the business leaders in town saying, well, we're not going to offer it. How dare you make us look bad? And I think that, that that's why I find the value in a state law is because it, it prevents that kind of, you know, kind of, you know, shenanigans happening in rural communities where a conservative says, well, over my dead body, we're going to have this process there. 
No, you're absolutely right. And this is where I've come around to it because the sad reality yeah. is the pendulum has swung way too far to the, to the side of capital. Uh, capital right now has, has way too much power. Our labor laws are badly broken. Uh, that, that organizing that my grandparents' generation were able to do is not today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you go back and you look at what they were able to accomplish, they pulled everybody up kicking and screaming whether they wanted to or not. Uh, and I think maybe this is where we have to we we have to do it with legislation. I look at California, the fact that they're going to actually create a a situation where fast food workers have decent wages, have a, a voice on the job, have have good working conditions. I this is the model for me to see what happens to go across the country. And hopefully it does. It's like I said, it's it, what's fascinating is as as the same issues are there, making sure the worker is represented and paid well and has good benefits. It is remarkable how much technology and everything is changing how we have to approach these arguments, isn't it? No, it's it's, it's insane to me. Oh, uh, but but again, we we can't turn away from it, and this is where you know using what what clout labor has uh, to to push for things like. Uh, you know, slowing some of this technology down, start talking about, you know, taxing technology to the point to where we're making working people whole. And then eventually, you know, as much as I don't like Elon Musk, um, you know, know, UBI is probably some point in the future, because I don't know how enough jobs will be created. Look, you know, the private sector doesn't create enough living wage jobs now. What are they going to do in the future when they can lay off doctors and lawyers and and writers and, and you name it? because they've got the, this technology that, that is incredibly powerful. Uh, Rick, anything uh, special? Yeah, you, of course, your great show, 8 to 10 o'clock at night here. And the good news, folks, I mean, obviously a lot of ways to listen to it. You can stream it online. Uh, you got the podcast available. But, of course, here in Minneapolis-St. Paul, if you are listening on the radio, we're now getting to that point where it's nice, crystal clear all the way into the evening hours here. So uh, what, yeah, anything particular you're touching on tonight? We're going to spend a lot of time on this because I, I think this is an important issue, and I think working people need to realize that these these writers are are not just fighting for themselves and, and for their industry. They're fighting for the future of of how these these battles happen and where these these things go. Uh, I think they're bringing a lot of political attention, and I hope our politicians get their comfortable shoes from Obama that he didn't use and get out there and walk on the picket line and and support you know adopt a striker right now. Because I think this is going to be our fight very soon, each and every one of us. Yep, agreed. It's going to filter down. If we don't stop it here and we don't fix this now, it's going to filter down. Rick, no, you and me too as well. Look, you know, I was just reading the story the <laughs> yes. other day that they've got an AI talk show host. Well, it's, I mean, it, I mean, frankly, if you listen to my show, it might, I mean, I might be a little better. No, I, it is, but it, it is exactly it. I mean, we're going to get to the point where there isn't a job available. Middle management. I mean, everything. AI could literally take over everything and so when we don't put any guardrails up right now this could end yeah, not up- could not could matt i don't know if you've been watching the the, the stories out of amazon yeah uh, where ai is watching everything the workers do and then they fire them by text uh, not even there's not even any human interaction wow it's it, this is some scary stuff rick smith show tonight eight until 10 listen every night it's a fantastic show rick as always you're more than welcome on my show it's it's good to hear from you my friend Thank you, brother. We got to get you on on mine as well. I'd be happy to. Be happy to.